podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside. Dave, can you could you do a fake ad, but as if it was sponsored by you, David Lonnie, the fake ad guy? This episode of Rootbound is sponsored by me, David Lonnie, the fake ad guy. David. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rootbound. I'm your host, and my name is Steve. Now, normally in Rootbound, we invite a guest to come onto the show to share with us about a plant that means something to them, and then I also share with a guest about a plant that means something to me. But this episode is just a little bit different. We're still going to talk about plants, but this is uh, only the second time I've had a repeat guest, and you heard him earlier, if you haven't guessed already. And he's also here in the intro, which is not normal. It is uh, David Lonnie, the guy who does the fake ads, and the only other person whose voice appears on every episode of the show besides mine. Hey, Dave. Hey. How are uh, you? Pretty good. So, yeah, we're here in the intro, uh, which normally is just me talking to myself, so this is kind of a special thing. Oh. I yeah. feel very, very honored. Very honored. Uh yeah, it, it's 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 kind of weird, honestly. Normally, just talking to myself in a room by myself during this moment. So it's, it, I don't, I kind of don't know what to do right now. Um, it's, it's that's like the subtitle of all podcasting: talking to myself in a room on indeed, my own. Indeed, indeed. In this intro, just to get back to plants here, uh, the last time you were well, you've been on the show a bunch. Like I said, you you do fake ads on every single episode. But the first time you were on the show officially was episode, I believe, five of the podcast. Yes. And we talked about two different plants. You talked about lavender, and I talked about uh, Yopan holly. Yeah, good one. And I just would want to check in um, on how's your lavender doing? The lavender is long dead, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it did not survive that. I think it probably survived. Was we actually recorded it about a year before it went yeah, uh, it was like almost air, so to speak. three years from this recording time that we... Oh, that, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, I put the episode out a little over a year ago. I mean, time doesn't normally uh, come into play in Rootbound, but this is a special episode uh, with a yep. special person. So we're acknowledging time as a, as a concept. Um, but, yes, so we put the episode out a little over a year ago from when this episode comes out. But the recording mm-hmm. was actually, like, basically three years ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I, yeah, literally three years ago, I think, yeah, wasn't it, too? Yeah. It was around this time. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. kind of nuts to think about. So, yeah, that, how That's long passed that... That three in like just a few months, or how long did it? Make I, I it? think it, it it made it the rest of the year. I, yeah. I remember it making it the rest of the year, and then it got a little rough at that point. But uh, um, you know, that's I'm an interesting guy to be on a plant podcast, uh, as we said last time. My plant, um, uh, my ability to grow plants has not improved at all in the last three years, unfortunately. So, uh, but you know, that's well, that's I think my cross to bear. <laughs> I think, uh, as the listeners will hear in a moment, the plant we're going to talk about now is a little bit of a, of a hack for someone who doesn't uh, like grow plants, and so we won't address it now. But I just want to just talk about the yopon holly, which yes. luckily my yopon I actually have four yopon plants now. I mentioned I had three in that episode, yeah. and um, I have only harvested a little bit from them yet, but they're all doing quite well, and one of them is super cool. So I have three yopon plants. Th- uh, three of them are called. Um, I think the Bordeaux, uh, they're called the Bordeaux variety. They're a small kind of roundish bush. They're quite small. I don't know. And they're not from France. They're from, I don't know. There's the whole thing I mentioned on the episode about um, 
cultivar names and if you make yes. a cultivar you can just name them whatever you want so <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna make one called uh yopan uh macho man randy savage or something like oh that. <laughs> that'd i be would good. love that that'd be good oh, um of crap yeah. <laughs> indeed indeed uh, but anyway uh, and then the other one i have is uh, so i have three of those and those are pretty small little round bushes but i have another one that's called the weeping yopan and okay. it's kind of like a tall tree i mean right now it's maybe like five feet tall but yeah. the branches kind of weep down and, and i think when it gets really big it's gonna be really cool and i was really worried that wasn't gonna make it but it's it's thriving so anyway i thought i would give the um audience a little update on those plants sorry to hear about your lavender it um, happens uh I, I i i encourage you to get another one i may maybe i will or maybe i'll grow some of the stuff we're going to talk about in this episode though who knows right like that's something that could happen no si since then there's only been a few flowers drifting in and out of the house that's been about the only thing i could think of you know for special occasions so yeah well uh well on that note let's let's maybe um jump over to the actual plant segment of today's Ooh. special episode featuring uh, David Lonnie, the fake ad guy. Yeah. This episode of Rootbound is brought to you by Garlic. Got a date tonight? Forget the mint. Go for the garlic. Let's see who really likes you now. Hi again, Dave. Uh, <laughs> do you have a plant to share with us today? I absolutely do. It's funny that you asked. I do have a plant to share today. Uh, and that plant is uh, garlic. Awesome. Garlic is great. I'm surprised no one has ever picked garlic yet. It is such a, like a staple plant. So it's actually I I was actually fairly surprised when uh you know you said pick a plant and I my first thought was garlic and I thought but there's no way he hasn't done garlic yet. That yeah. that is just absolutely impossible. You know it's it's funny. I think, you know, I, I am talking to a lot of like super plant people lately even though like I do like talking to people who aren't necessarily plant people as well. Like yeah. But but someone recently was uh, I had on the podcast about poison ivy, and she said maybe if I come back on, I'll do bananas. Wait, do those count? And, and I was like, yeah, of course they count. But I feel like some things that we think of as just food, we forget that they're plants. And like garlic maybe falls into that category. It's like, wait, yeah. does that count as a plant? Oh yeah, no, garlic is totally a plant. Yeah, it's like I, I was absolutely amazed. But I think also it's like you said, maybe people are trying to get slightly more obscure or try mm -hmm. to go with a, you know, also a plant that has like a regional interest or something like that. You know, and garlic is, um, well, it, it's very present in our lives to the point where I don't even think we really notice it at totally. a certain point, you totally. know, and um, and I'm talking about very general garlic. We're talking, I mean, we, we do where we do the Latin name. Um, yes, Allium. let's hear about it. Allium to sativum. So, anyways, basically, that's the that's the he did the, the he did went, the he did, did the, the w. w he did the W sound for the V. Uh, if you call back to the episode, if you haven't heard episode five, that was a long time ago. But I'm we still... we had a whole conversation about how in Latin you use uh, that V's no that V's sound like W's right in yes. Latin yeah. So they uh, and I'm not a Latin expert. I am I am a Latin person, I suppose, having sure. you know being a Roman. But um, no, I am not a Latin expert. It's just how I learned it. Um, Allium but, uh, sativum. Yes. Said, yes. Cool. Yes. Or sativum, if if we're saying it non-fancily. Yes. Exactly. Um, so garlic is that's right about the general garlic rather than any specific. You know, there's a lot of subdivisions like wild garlic and a bunch of other stuff. Sure. Too, Before you know? we do that, yeah. though, why did yes. you choose it? Why is it meaningful to you? Um, it's I'm Italian, okay, and yeah. it's one of the most associated plants with Italy, and uh, you know, but it's also um, 
it's very European as well. Uh, it's, you know, takes, it has a lot of roots in European folklore and European diets. And so, you know, that in and of itself is so meaningful to me. And, but also like, I also find it funny that like a lot of Italian foods, like and a lot of Italian staples, like you think of the tomato and pasta, it's not actually Italian, you know, it's not from Italy. So I, I always find that interesting that it's, I think it's so associated with uh, my people, but it's not necessarily from my people. It's actually uh, has its roots in the Middle East and China, ah, as far as anyone can tell. Interesting. Yeah. And China is actually not to get like too into hard facts right away, but China is actually like the producer of around 75% of the world's garlic. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is a lot. I think like the, the second place is like India. And I mean, it's like really way down. Like a, like it's like goes from like, I can't remember the exact, it was like, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's like China's like 75% and then India's like 2 or 3%. And then it's just scattered amongst the rest of the countries of the world. Whoa, I, so, I, yeah. Do, I mean, you, you may not know the answer to this, but do we import a ton of garlic from, from other places? Uh, that would be something worth looking up. I, I, I would, would imagine, imagine we, would we do. To. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, would you think about how much, um, you know, in America, and I don't know what it's like, and I, I live in Southern California, but so much of our uh, fruits and vegetables, even the organic stuff, even organic, um, you know, uh, heirloom quality um, vegetables and fruits, a lot of it comes from Mexico, Guatemala, mm -hmm, you know, so mm -hmm. we get a lot of those interna internationally, so to speak, but we mm -hmm. are from Southern California, so it's very minorly international in mm -hmm. that way. But I don't know what things are in, in your area, too. You yeah, know, we, I like, mean, there's tons of stuff come, for coming yeah. from other places, and I guess I just never thought of garlic like that. But I, I, I guess it makes sense. It is a very shippable, like, uh, food, right? Like a lot of, yeah. not every fruit or vegetable is is like easy to ship, but garlic is probably one of the easier ones. It stores for a very long time. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even when garlic, yeah, frankly, even when garlic goes bad, goes bad. I'm using air quotes. I'm doing visual <laughs> stuff on a podcast. Yep. Yep. Um, even when garlic goes bad and it gets that green, um, that green shaft in the middle of yeah, it, you know, yeah. really that just more like it cuts down on the flavor mm -hmm. rather than it's actually bad, so right, to speak, you know, right. it just makes it not as potent, not as garlicky as it were, which is the thing garlic is the most famous for. It's potent, it's pungent, it's got that sulfur taste and smell, and that's kind of what it's the most famous for. Um, but yeah, it ships really well. And it grows real easy. You can grow it. I I think like you could basically grow it year round in the right temperature. Okay, you know? that that actually I do. I'm not going to be talking about garlic sativum today, but I do have an interesting fact about garlic, which I didn't yes, know. Yes, please. I, I've grown garlic a few times. The last couple of years, I've missed it. Um, but interesting thing about garlic, I don't know if you knew this. Oh, please. Is that you plant it in the fall, mm. unlike most other things you plant in the spring and you harvest them in the fall. Garlic you plant in the fall and you harvest it the following like early summer. That is a fact that I had ready to go. So yeah. good one, Steve. You're on it. But man. but that's because we treat garlic like an annual plant, but mm -hmm. it is actually a perennial. Ah. And so it actually needs more than a season to be ready. Like a, a an annual plant you plant in the fall and it's it's done by you know, or you plant in the spring and it's done by the fall because it's only got mm -hmm. one year of its whole life cycle. But because garlic is a perennial it needs it needs more than a full season to to get to its state and it needs that state of cold and the interesting thing is is that if you leave if you don't harvest garlic at the end of the year it mm -hmm. will be a perennial and the bulbs will split in the ground and become more plants 
And I oh. experimented with that with a couple of my garlics one year. And it and, and I had I had the same garlic plant for about three years. Um, and I thought that was pretty interesting. That you know, it's one that we, awesome. we think of it as an annual, but it is actually perennial. Uh, and we have just like figured out a way to engineer the way we planted to treat it as a as an annual, which is super. Oh, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. And um, oh, and I also want to state just something though uh, about garlic is sure. that you could literally do a sub podcast. I'm sure on a lot of topics, but <laughs> garlic is one of those that there's no way in any amount of time you could have an hour or two hours that you're going to cover every single element of garlic you know in terms of its medicinal use cooking history and it's just almost i'm gonna miss something yeah that, that's know, fine for sure we can do um, real surface level here uh if, if need be <laughs> but like a more personal attachment um it's being italian and and just having that plant as a big part of your life and having that as a plant as, you know, literally every single meal is going to be garlicky in one way or another. Um, and it's funny because growing up, I actually did not eat that much heavy garlic stuff because my mom would sort of cook the way, like, she kind of cooked a combination of how my father's mother cooked and how her dad liked food. Mm. And my grandfather, apparently, on my mom's side, hated garlic. And he was Italian. Interesting. Yeah, I, <laughs> which does make me think, you know, he might have been a vampire. I don't know for sure. <laughs> mm. Did you ever see him during the daytime? Yeah, now, now that I think about it, not really. He was usually pretty miserable in the daytime. Yeah. So maybe he could kind of walk around, Just, you know, sort of exist in the daytime. But um, yeah. Could he come into your house without being invited? No, he did have to be invited. Interesting. That's he, he, yeah, yeah. Okay, he rarely right. came over uninvited. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um, but then when I, I got to a certain age, basically I could start requesting, like being very specific about how I liked food. She made something incredibly garlicky once. I cannot remember what it was, but then I was like, why don't we put garlic in everything? Like forever, just heavy garlic on, in everything. And then um, when I got married, uh, garlic became such a huge part of our, like everything we cooked. My wife at the time was vegetarian. And so we would cook a lot of vegetarian, vegan dishes and stuff like that. And the secret to cooking good vegetarian or vegan food is a lot of garlic. If it called for two cloves, we put in four, you know, mm -hmm. so because it just adds so much flavor and complexity. And garlic is such a beautiful thing, how it changes when you you eat it raw and it's kind of spicy mm -hmm. and it has mm -hmm. that that kick to it. I think that, that comes from I think it's called Allison, not like mm. the Elvis Costello song, but oh, like yeah. Allison. Yeah, like Allison like, Chains. Uh, yeah. Like, I got more like, yeah, <laughs> more like Alice in Chains. Right, yeah. Um, uh, but you know, when you, when you really cook a garlic down and it gets sweet and it gets that kind yeah. of caramelization, mm -hmm. it's like two different foods, mm -hmm. you know? True. I guess so's meat, but still, sure, you know, because sure. you're going to raw meat. And sure, sure. One way. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. yeah. But uh, garlic's kind of magical that way, you know? So it um, truly is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember and, any specific dishes like from your childhood that were like, garlic centered the one i could really remember um this came from like when i was a little older i would say uh probably the high school middle school but um, a lot of italian restaurants and, and i'm going to uh refer back to a plant that has been talked about on this show um but it was a carciofi alla judea uh, jerusalem artichoke um and so they would basically like it's like the roast the artichoke like whole with stem and everything like that and then you just put a bunch of whole garlic around it or maybe garlic cut in half and you just cook that in oil in the oven and so you get these like whole roasted pieces of garlic in with the artichoke the 
artichoke. I'm using air quotes again because I think mm-hmm. we we covered that. It's not really an artichoke, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, well, if you're well, you might. It sounds like you're. <laughs> it sounds like you're explaining a normal artichoke and not a Jerusalem artichoke. No, no, this is a Jerusalem. Which artichoke, are just they're just sure. like 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 potatoes. Oh, I guess maybe it's not Carchofia the Judea. We they no, they describe them as. Hmm. I'll have to look that up, Steve. Yeah, I think I think there's some um, uh, uh, taxonomical confusion here. But anyway, uh, it does sound yes. delicious. Yes. Nevertheless, yeah. It, it's not a regular artichoke, but maybe it's not a Jerusalem artichoke. It's something in between. Sure. But either way, that meal sticks out to me as far as the, the flavor of the artichoke and the flavor of just the whole roasted garlic. Um, you know, that really sticks out. And then I remember when my mom would cook uh, chicken and then just leave whole pieces of garlic in the pan with the chicken and like kind of the, you know, the juices of the chicken afterwards, you know, and then she just leave the whole pieces of garlic there. When she discovered that I loved garlic, she started doing that. And, you know, that just it made me made me feel whole and healed and and magical the way garlic does. That, that's what I would say, because you could put garlic in in anything and it's good, you know, had some garlic um, bread for dinner today. No, oh, garlic bread. Come on. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's uh, uh, after school. Um, you, I don't know if you were around for this, but after school in high school, if you had a friend who worked at uh, an Italian restaurant or like even like a, what was it called? Oscars here in uh, San Diego County. I mean, you had, had family now, that had, right? that owned an Italian restaurant. I, when I, was I did. When, in high school. I, I went, yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I but went they didn't serve garlic bread. <laughs> that's true. They, they, <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the garlic bread you have to go to the sort of you know, but but they had the um, uh, focaccia bread that had the garlic on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It had like the herbs and the chopped garlic. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. It was like real Italian cooking. The garlic is much more like it's either it's fairly whole, it's fairly present, it's fairly mixed in. Because garlic bread, you're going to get the garlic powder on it as opposed usually the, I, that's usually or garlic salt. I I I. Sc- like press whole cloves into butter to make my garlic bread is how I do oh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, That's pretty good. good. Hey, okay, that gets into a brief debate here. Sure. The pressing of the garlic, right? Because that's actually a debate as far as cooking, pressing the garlic in a garlic press versus chopping it up, right? Where do you fall on the side of that argument, Steve? Uh, I, it is, uh, uh, has to do with laziness generally. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> uh, I will use the press when I want to be really quick, even though the press is kind of a pain to clean. But I, I guess you probably can lose some of the flavor, I guess, if you do it that way. Cause it... Yeah, yeah. We we decided, to, yeah, uh, in my household a few years ago, we decided we got to stop pressing the garlic. We're losing all that oil, you know, and then it became that the, 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 the chopping, that fine chopping of the garlic, like that scene in Goodfellas. Where they they cut the garlic so thin with the razor blade, and that's the secret to cooking the good sauce. I, Suggestion, yeah, I, Steve. I will. I will. Uh, I will start that. I, my knife skills kind of suck. I think. Oh, mine are horrible. So I never like get it very very thin and small. But I yeah. This, I mean, surface area is important in cooking. So. You like me? You kind of give up halfway. Yeah, like, for sure. you know what? I'm gonna have like... it rustic. I'm just gonna have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very rustic cook for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's how I cut my onions. Why are there giant chunks of onions in this? It's rustic. <laughs> yep, 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 totally. It's rustic. Yeah. And and onions. Okay, we got to get into the history of the garlic a little bit. Yeah, here, please. Don't we? Let's 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 uh let's get back on track with some Personal fun facts and dazzling details. Most fun thing, but. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find... Now, this is one that was beautiful. Speaking of connecting it to onions, because they are more or less in the same like um, genre, so to speak. The genus. Leeks, onions. Uh, yes, genus. <laughs> I, uh, 
us plebeians call it genre. Yes, indeed. Um, so, <laughs> or genre. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to be correct? Yes, genre. <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to be correct. So, genre. Um, but anyway, uh, so what was I saying? Oh, there's a. Um, I couldn't find the exact origin of this, but apparently, um, there's. Um, I, I believe it might be uh, a an Islamic belief, or at least from some early versions of the Quran. Uh, Muhammad said that when Lucifer first left the Garden of Eden, the first two steps he made with his left foot after out, he stepped on the ground, and when he lifted up his left foot, a garlic grew out of the ground. His right foot, Whoa. an onion. Interesting. And that apparently has something to do with why the garlic and uh, garlic and onion especially have the ability to ward off demons interesting yeah but onions i guess less so i don't know i yeah onions less so yeah the i think garlic also um because i'm fascinated by the sort of alchemical and supernatural beliefs around garlic like why does garlic repel vampires yeah like where is the logic behind that and um, as far back as the ancient Egyptians, there's records of them using garlic to basically like um, uh, either they would eat it or rub it on their skin to prevent uh, bloodsuckers, basically to prevent mosquitoes primarily. Mm. You know, this was used as mosquito repellent. And that just kind of stuck and kept going through various civilizations. You can look at almost any ancient civilization and they have some belief of garlic warding off bloodsuckers. And there is a scientific, apparently this is scientific fact. I don't know how, how much this has been tested, but um, you go to a doctor, they'll prescribe you garlic pills. You go to a naturopath to, um, if you have heart issues, to help thin your blood, basically, hmm. to allow blood flow. So supposedly it's because like the garlic actually gets into your bloodstream and changes some element of it, uh, which then prevents or makes you less edible to mosquitoes mosquitoes do not like the taste they don't like the smell i don't know how they've never proven that about mosquitoes but apparently there's scientific proof that it helps out with uh, heart issues so interestingly i for the past maybe four years now spray my yard with garlic juice to repel mosquitoes okay there is a product that's called garlic barrier and it's essentially oh super super concentrated garlic juice and you you what? you put it like uh water it down a certain ratio and you spray it all over the yard. Now, the, it, I think it actually does work. It's a little bit hard to be scientific with that. The, the problem is is that you do have to be pretty consistent with its application because mm -hmm. it doesn't kill mosquitoes like other things you might spray in your yard, and I don't do that because I'm a beekeeper and also like a total nature garden dude. The garlic hey, is fine. I support this. Yeah. The uh, so I you know so you're supposed to do it almost like particularly like when things get start to be extreme you're supposed to maybe do it like once every week or two, and then you also need to do it in the evening or the morning because if you do it in the middle of hot sun the sun will kind of like cook away any of the garlic like aroma pretty quick, ah. um, and also that's when mosquitoes are not so active and so you're not getting the benefits. But when I've been consistent with it, I feel like there was a pretty dramatic drop in mosquitoes and. Out here in, in like the DC area, we got a lot of mosquitoes, man. Like it's it's bad. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so that's where uh, supposedly that's where the idea that garlic prevents bloodsuckers comes from. And um, like I said, that just kind of continued. And every like anytime there's a major plague as well, or a major like a 
global pandemic type thing. Like you look at either of the two, uh, you know, outbreaks of the Black Death mm-hmm. in Europe. Um, garlic was a major part of preventing the Black Death. So the doctors thought because garlic had always been used as uh, like a healing agent. Interesting. Uh, it was used by Roman and Greek soldiers uh, to, they would eat garlic before battle to give them energy. Hmm. You know, and presumably also because garlic makes your breath stink, it probably wasn't that pleasant to get into hand-to-hand combat with some, <laughs> you know, sure. Roman soldier with terrible breath. Um, Interesting. You know, so yeah. And um, just back to before we get please. off the the, the garlic um, uh, deterring bloodsuckers. So I, I think that yeah. also the spray that I use in my yard also. I think garlic also deters woodchucks, and it's also I think, a completely <laughs> unproven theory, but. The times when I'm most consistent with spring garlic, the woodchuck that comes into my garden and eats my vegetables doesn't show up. And when really? I don't spray the garlic, he comes and he terrorizes my my vegetables. So uh, <laughs> take that for what it will. I, I did read one somewhere on the back of something that that woodchucks don't go to beds where garlic is growing. Yeah. Uh, so that's my theory. But anyway, that's uh, very unproven. But I just wanted to mention yeah. that. With mosquitoes and woodchucks, I, I spray garlic in my yard to try to repel them. That's awesome. And speaking of unproven, um, <laughs> garlic was also used by uh, by various cultures. Like, so this isn't just one specific one, but this is it. Really, kind of continued in Romania until recent days, for obvious reasons. But uh, being the birth, the the theoretical birthplace of, of vampires, uh, Romania, um, at least in some vampire canon. Uh, I have a lot like... to say about Romanian vampires, by the way, but, but continue. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, so uh, a common practice, and this is also in Egypt as well as many, many different societies, is to put garlic in various orifices because garlic is supposed to um, heal and prevent demons from entering. So it would uh, stop a dead person. And when they would die, you would put garlic in their mouth mm. or any other orifice, theoretically, and uh, prevent them from becoming undead. So Interesting. this Good way, yeah, this way, a demon couldn't take over their body, or they couldn't be resurrected as something evil, so to speak. So that's why also um, uh, a lot of like uh, what you call it, uh, sort of like grave sites, mortuaries, they would hang, you know, um, what you call it, hang garlic all over the roofs and stuff like oh, that, sort yeah. of like as a preventative measure. Because again, historically, garlic is thought of as healing and mm-hmm. pure and and good. So this is something that would be like kind of to help you consecrate against the against evil, as it were. And actually, in um, yeah, you're gonna say something about Romanian vampires, yeah, yeah. but so, apparently oh, ahead, they please. broke into um when when Ceausescu died, uh-huh. uh, the dictator of Romania. Uh, there were apparently some that were afraid that he was going to be reborn either as a vampire or an undead. So they sure. actually did break into his house and put garlic everywhere, apparently, and made sure that he was buried with garlic. You know? Oh, wow. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there, I've been to Romania a number of times. It's like yeah. one of my like favorite countries to visit. It's a very, very cool place. And they do have, there are all sorts of like really interesting, like um, folklore there and like, you know, magical stuff going on. Uh, but the idea of the vampire as we know it was mm-hmm. invented by Bram Stoker. Yeah, yeah. And he placed yeah, it yeah. in a castle in Romania, which is called Bran Castle. And he took the name Vlad Tepish or Vlad the Impaler to, or Vlad Dracul, as he yeah, was known. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he took that name and put it on this, this, this character that lived at this castle, which is a real castle in Romania. Vlad Dracul is a real guy. Yes. In fact, like Dracul is kind of like a relatively common name in Romanian. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. Um, he Vlad Vlad 
Trakula Vlad Tepes was like he's like a yeah. he's like the Romanian uh, I don't know he's like the Romanian George Washington or something he's like he is like a a historical hero to the Romanian people we think of him as just this vampire guy but but basically yeah. Bram Stoker smashed all these myths together and created the vampire myth we know today um, but Vlad the Impaler never maybe stayed at Bran Castle once in his whole life. It was not part of his, like, milieu. It was... It, but it is a very cool-looking castle. Um, so, so like, there, there is, like, I think, some ideas of something that is vampire-like, undead-ish in Romanian lore. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but it's not that vampire we think of. Uh, that's kind of like a mixture of some German stuff. Yeah. But it is very much a relatively modern invention by Bram Stoker. Yeah, every culture, more or less, uh, not every, but uh, so many cultures had their own version of sort of like the shape-shifting fog monster as well. Because, mm. you know, there's elements of the vampire that is, it's something that transforms, right? Yeah. You know, like a vampire can become fog, can become a man, can become a bat, you mm-hmm. know. You can also associate that with werewolves. Because garlic actually in... in, in in different types of folklore, too, garlic can repel werewolves and demons, not just vampires. Yes, it kind of yeah. just became most popular, uh, you know, amongst preventing vampires. It's more of a uh, modern pop know, but... culture interpretation of garlic's power, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a and much. It was also yeah, it's it's a garlic is it, garlic is effective against more uh, mythical beings than just vampires. It's just we we we've just kind of targeted in on the like, you know, the 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 pop culture version of it. And vampires are kind of the scariest of the monsters in a way. When you think about it, like what's, what's really scarier? Like uh, a vampire that can like, is going to like calculate and thin, like manipulate and figure out a way to suck your blood and kill you. Or like, just like a horde of zombies. Like what's, Mm. what's what's really scarier? Uh, You know, a werewolf is just like uh, it's more about a loss of control. Right. But a vampire is like literally this thing that is going to eat people. You know, mm-hmm, like, and it and mm-hmm. it subsists on eating people. And again, it's also kind of a fear of like the. Uh, usually, the vampires are at least from since Bram Stoker, vampires are always aristocrats or mm-hmm. powerful men. Mm-hmm. You know, brooding in their castles. I'm doing a visual thing. Yeah, they're. Cha- I'm, I'm holding onto a, <laughs> a, a, a a snifter of yeah. blood is yes. what I'm doing here. Yeah. Um, you know, so sitting in know, their I castles, think, yeah. counting things. <laughs> <laughs> not not being able to stop counting yeah. everything yeah. yeah that's so true yeah and f- <laughs> uh, and avoiding buffy summers um so yeah and and also the 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 vampire thing uh there was the disease i had to look up the name because i'm probably going to pronounce it wrong but porphyria which is a uh, a disease that gives people very similar uh what you call it? It kind of gives you the like you become afraid of light. Yeah, because you You're have like, like super uh, sensitive yeah. to to the sunlight, right? Your skin gets yeah. very sensitive. Exactly. So, and one of the cures for that was garlic. Interesting. And rabies was another one. Rabies, a thing that makes you sort of froth at the mouth mm. and bite people. You know, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like garlic was an early cure for that too. Well, so not a cure for it, I guess. Like, okay, well. <laughs> The, when when he says cure, he yeah. does not mean rabies. Cure. He means, rabies is yeah. definitely. Uh, I think there's only been one person documented in history who ever survived rabies. Oh Jesus! Do you know that? It's like I mean, I, we have we have preventative like you Vlad Tepish. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> we have preventative medicine for it, but if you like actually mm-hmm. like contract full blown rabies, it's like 100 percent fatal. It's a, it's scary. Oh damn! Yeah, it's a scary disease. Uh, I don't but, think we tried garlic <laughs> enough for that. No, yeah, yeah. We don't. We need more garlic. Um, <laughs> Let's do, uh, so, let's get let's like shift back to some more fun facts and dazzling details about yes. garlic. What what else you got? 
Oh, man. Uh, so if you thought that I was going to come on the show, by the way, and I have to look this up real quick. If you thought I was going to come on the show and not mention Paracelsus, you were just wrong. Because a few <laughs> years ago, I mentioned that guy. And I got to mention him again. He doesn't have a ton about garlic, interestingly enough. Interesting. I, I, was, I yeah. was so shocked. This is the, the Swiss alchemist, Paracelsus. Who He's come uh, up on the show a lot because, since you first introduced me to him. It's been a while since we, we name-checked him. But for yeah. the audience who may be just must for the audience that might be just joining us, he is the guy who most famously uh, coined the phrase "the dose makes the poison." But lots yes. of other stuff. He's a really interesting uh, historical figure. But yes, that's that's his like major claim to fame, I guess. Yeah, and gnomes. He, oh, he, he, you know the like the like calling a like calling a, a an earth dwelling person like that a gnome. Oh, he invented that. that? He, yes. Oh wow, yeah. what that's yeah. amazing. And undying sylphs, and yeah, he and salamanders. It was the four essences, anyways: uh, fire, earth, air, and water. Yeah. So undeeds, I think, are more popular now, known as mermaids. Oh yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. he invented them. I think he just categorized them and organized them in a certain way. Yeah. He wrote a whole book about fantasy creatures. Wow. That's really influential. That nobody really refers to how influential this book was. It's very odd. Hmm. But yeah, as far as I could tell, the term gnome and the, that type of character who sort of like lives in the forest or lives in the earth is his invention. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. What which a guy. Has a lot to do with, which has a lot to do with garlic. Yeah. What did so, he have to uh, say about garlic? It really, the only thing I could find in very casual research, which I'm sure if I go deeper and actually go went to a library to look up books on this guy, um, he was one of the early proponents of essential oils. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that last time I was on the show. And uh, one of the oils he used uh, regularly was garlic, usually for trying to prevent colds or fevers, flus, stuff like that. You know, so they would do diffuse uh, the garlic to, you know, help with any kind of like, any kind of like major illness basically. Um, so, but, um, the, the biggest one being the, the, the 16th century Swiss equivalent of the common cold was sort of like the big target for his essential oils. Interesting. Yeah. Garlic. Interesting. So yeah. that just reminds me, but going back to Romania, I had a Romanian friend tell me that you, oh, I'm forgetting. There was some kind of, there was some kind of garlic based, cure for the cold and now i'm forgetting it so apologies audience if i if i ask that friend i'll get it back but it just reminded me of that wow uh, maybe maybe that links back to paracelsus it could uh yeah and in i mean just in general so many and I, i'm borrowing this one from a website i found called american folklore that um there's an old welsh saying even about garlic which uh, garlic is not used as often in the British Isles because uh, I think like they have their own version of garlic that's not necessarily the garlic we think of. And then also leeks, onions, mm -hmm, those are typically mm -hmm. more in use, I would say. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say that they don't use them a lot, but there's actually an old Welsh saying that says, uh, eat, leeks in, eat leeks in March and garlic in May. The rest of the year, your doctor can play. Oh, that's great. Great to know. I, I, I missed, missed the leeks this year. Uh. I've, I, I, I did have plenty of garlic. Though. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Oh man, I'm going to be sick all year. Yeah, I don't think dang. I had a leak. Guys, dang it! Jeez, we needed to contact the Welsh and ask them to, uh, you know, like remind us. Um, so, but yeah. Oh, Hippocrates was into garlic as well. Of course, I'm sure he's a guy that comes up here. Do we talk about surprisingly, old hippocrates? Surprisingly, not actually. I feel like oh. I, he's never been brought up before. But he liked garlic too. He, he's a fan. He used it for infections, wounds, cancer, leprosy, digestive disorders, 
uh, Pliny the Elder, uh, he listed the plant as one of the, his main remedies as well. So, I mean, this, I don't think there's going to be like a great thinker or great healer in time that hasn't referred to or used garlic. Rootbound is brought to you by garlic. Enjoy it roasted, raw, or in a handy necklace for warding off the undead. Garlic, not just for cooking anymore. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing about garlic with me. Do you mind if I share a plant with you? As long as it's garlic, yes. Um, it is garlic. What? <laughs> it, uh, it, it is field garlic. Oh, nice. Which, okay, great. Which I don't think I have as many fun facts and dazzling details as you, and that's okay because we talked a lot about garlic, and a lot of things are, are apply here. But uh, I do... I. I do have lots of garlic in my yard, but it is a variety mm -hmm. of wild garlic that is most commonly referred to as field garlic. Ooh. And it is Allium vineale, I guess. It's nice. V-I-N-E-A-L-E, -E, so vineale. Or vineale. Wine, yeah. And that means vine-like, I guess. And I think it's because its stem is really thin. Yeah, and it, the 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 thing that comes up is really thin. I I don't really I wouldn't call it vine like, but you know I didn't name it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's it, it's an interesting plant. Uh, uh, if you named it, it would be like hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, right? yeah, it would you be just name it, all your stuff after yeah. 80s pro wrestlers. Totally, totally. Allium Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it it um it it's an interesting plant. It's it's very widespread. In fact, it is like a like a Globally, can be considered a, an invasive plant. This this uh, Allium vinale, so it's all over my yard. Um, but it is super edible, so it's one of those things where it may be invasive, but you could just eat it, and it's everywhere. Like I don't know much about the West Coast if if it's over there, but the East Coast, mm. it is like it will show up in your yard, and it, it's and you can use it, and it's really cool. I, it, it's like it's like free garlic. Now the bulb is much smaller. The bulb kind of seems more like a spring onion bulb when you pull it out of the ground. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah. it normally grows in pretty dense clusters, so you can normally pull kind of a whole like handful out, and you have a bunch of bulbs. But the green part is also usable. You can use that like chives, so you can cut up the green stems like chives. And then uh, later in the year, around this time now, actually, we'll post some pictures on my social media, it gets little bulblets at the top of its stem. So like the, the stem spreads open and there's little miniature bulbs at the top and then it's main way of reproducing because those bulblets fall off and they get into the ground and they create more plants which actually garlic will do that too um mm -hmm. sometimes if you let it the the scape will the scape can have a combination of flowers and bulblets the same thing with uh allium vignale but on the allium vignale most of the things that come out of the little top of the of the green stem are these little bulblets, and they have this really pretty red color. It, it looks really cool, and you can take them off, awesome. and you can smash them up and use them like garlic, and, you know, it's a little bit more work, for sure, like any wild thing. It's not as, yeah. like, bread to be as easy to, like, deal with, but it's it there. make your heart sing. The, the, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good one. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so it's pretty cool. I've used it a bunch in just, you know, various dishes where you would use garlic, um, now it does. It, it is not native to North America, but it does have a cousin, which is Allium canadense, which would be like Canadian garlic, and uh, and it's very similar. But it is native to this. But I think the the field garlic is out competing it. I've I've heard some people say that what I call field garlic is often called wild garlic, 
and the Allium canadense is called Wild Onion, because I guess it's maybe slightly milder in flavor than the than the European Asian one that I have in my yard. Um, mm-hmm. But they're very similar plants, um, and I guess the main way to tell them apart is that field garlic has a hollow stem, and the Canadian uh, garlic has a, or sorry, yeah, field garlic has a hollow stem, and the Canadian one has a has a solid stem. Um, ah, better, and, and better to play hockey with. To- totally, for sure, absolutely. Yes. Um, couple more things. The two yes. other things I have about this is one, I've seen some stuff on social media this year, and I didn't. I wanted to try this and didn't get around to it. That if you take the green stems and chop them up and then like dry them in the oven, you can very easily powder them and make your own garlic powder, nice. which is super cool. Which I want to try doing that um, next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is, and this is just a general rule. One cool thing. So as as far as I know, don't quote me on this audience. Always do your own research. But as far as I know, everything in the Allium genus is edible. Mm-hmm. And the Allium genus also has this really great thing that if it's an Allium, it smells like an Allium. Hmm. And so okay. if you're very curious, of, like there's a few lookalikes to field garlic in the yard. But if you crush them between your fingers, they don't smell like garlic. And then you know you shouldn't eat it. Hmm. And so if you're ever curious if something is like a garlic in the garlic family, if it smells like garlic, it's garlic, I guess, is what they say. Now, does that have to do with the same? Does that have to do with kind of like that that sort of sulfurous odor, yeah, or whatever? Yeah. That, okay. Alice in Chains. It, yeah. Alice in Chains. Nice. <laughs> yeah, All right. yeah. Awesome. No, I, th- I think. So. Yeah. I think so. Um, that is cool. So yeah, it's it's cool. So yeah, keep your eye out, audience. If you have this in your yard and you've just been mowing it, take the time and pull <laughs> it out. It's 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 free food, and um, that's super cool. I don't think there's any food that's better than free food. Yeah, it, I I agree. Right? I agree. But it's something I've noticed a bunch. It actually leads back to like the, the talk we talked about Yopan back in episode five. And this has come up a bunch in the show is that there's so many like abundant, really awesome free foods out there that mm-hmm. you can learn about. You can either grow your own in your garden or you can forage these things from the wild. And mm-hmm. we just completely ignore them because like the way that our like society is based around like an economy of capitalism if it if it's not yes. scarce it has no value and so, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and it and, and yeah. it does have value this stuff that just grows all over my yard but for some reason we just like stop seeing these things that are so so abundant all around us and it's kind of a weird thing because like yeah but it's like yeah you can't you can't sell something that you that it that everyone can just get for free so yeah, yeah, and you know, sometimes they still find a way. Like you know, it's so easy to grow um, tangerines and citrus here in you know San Diego, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or you know, and like in general in Southern California and so many other places. But you know, I still buy the occasional orange. Sure. You know? yeah. Like yeah, but it's ridiculously easy. You just go to the right place, and if you know somebody, you could just go. They're like, I have more you know tangerines, and that I know what to do with. Yeah, and you could just you know pick pick them all off, and um, you know, and that and that's. And I don't have that knowledge that you do about what's growing on the side of the road that is potentially edible. You know, I'm talking about, you know, giant bright oranges or yeah, tangerines, sure, sure. which are very obviously edible. Well, that's you know? a great benefit so, in California, which, you know, we don't have. I was talking to that in an episode about uh, Meyer lemon. We don't have the citrus oh, yeah. over here, even though I just mm-hmm. bought a Meyer lemon tree. Call back to that episode. Ooh, it's coming I in think a few you'll days. Be able to do that. I, I think it's the most cold, hardy citrus. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway. I think that good. I think that I think that covers uh, the garlic talk, both regular garlic and field garlic. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. Dave, thank you for being the second sec- two-time guest on the show, and um, 
let's uh, let's let's move on over to the end segment. Today's episode of Rootbound is supported by garlic, turning a simple hello into a strong goodbye since the dawn of cuisine. Garlic for when you love food more than people. And welcome back to the uh, final segment of Rootbound, and this is a very special episode because Dave is in all the segments today. We, he's, he's, oh my God! He's, he's in the he's in the uh, the fake ad. He's in the intro. He's in the main part, and he's now in the um, ending. And and the ending here, um, I'm just going to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit for you, audience. You know, every episode we have a fake ad. Rootbound does not have any real ads, so if you want to support yeah. the show on Patreon, you can do that at the website. But uh, mm-hmm. Every week, you know, uh, Dave and I have to come up with a fake ad, and you know it's trickier than you'd think. And I, I do have to admit that I, I have been using the help of a uh, of uh, artificial intelligence every now and what? then to write some of the ads. <laughs> and so, do you, do you have our little like shared note that you can look at on your phone, Dave? I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Hold on a second here. Okay, wait. Let me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I... yes. So um. I don't want you to read all these ads out right now, okay. but I, there's four in the newest batch, okay? And audience, you'll hear these later, but w- okay. c- can you tell which ones were written by AI and which ones were not? Oh, dang. Okay. Let me see here. Okay. Um, which ones were and which ones weren't? Hmm. As, as you're, as you're okay. thinking about this, what I'm going to do now, audience, is I think we need a fake ad for garlic. And so what I think mm-hmm. we're going to do while, while you think about that, and, and like I said, audience, you're not going to hear these ads till later, but you'll, you'll, uh, you'll get the answer at some point. But I'm gonna, while Dave thinks about that, I'm going to copy and paste all of our fake ads from the last uh, you know, 75 episodes almost. I'm going to paste them in to one of these fancy new artificial intelligence systems here. Oh, my God. Skynet. And I'm going to say, hey, AI, here are... Here are the fake ads for my podcast. Right? More like this. And then I'm just going to paste these in. And we'll see what it, it gives us. Okay? We'll, we'll write a okay. few fake ads in real time here. Okay. So before we read some of these fake ads that the uh, the AI is uh, frantically generating for me right now. Um, okay. David, do you can you guess... Um, just one, two, three, or four, because I don't want to spoil ads for future episodes, but okay. which ones, you know, ones, twos, three, and four, which ones do you think were written by an AI? <sighs> two? Uh, two was written by Hold an on, AI. Wait, wait, wait. AI. Yes. yes. All right. It All right. was. And, oh, okay. I'm going to go with three. Two and three. Two, two and, and three. three and four. No. Only one was written by me. <laughs> Okay. Only the first one. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm doing a lot of work now. I, really, four? Yeah, four was written. Yeah, wow, three, they're three out of four. Number only number one. So it's pretty interesting. Now I've got a bunch of. Well, okay. Yeah. Number one is actually the best one. Oh, thank you. Um, Thought you should no, no, for real. When I was reading them, that was what I was like. I was like the second one. I was like, oh, that's all right. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's good. <laughs> but the first one was like, I was like, that's hilarious. I love that one. All right, so so that's, let's let's yeah. do this. I'm gonna. I'm the the AI is um, <laughs> the AI is generating these, and it's really funny. Like audience, when I send these to to Dave, we have different batches. So I'll write at least I try to write at least four at a time, so he he can record a bunch at once. And so our note that I pasted into this tool has this like batch numbers in it. 
and the AI like recreated that, so it's got a bunch nice. of batch numbers, which is funny. Um, but awesome. Dave, I'm gonna just paste these into the chat here. Okay. And then don't read them all for sure, but just pick one or two, and let's just read just straight uh, some AI um, written ads here. I'm gonna paste. Okay, awesome. Into the Are chat. these gonna come up in? Okay, on the screen. Dave, I just sent you a bunch of fake ads generated by artificial intelligence. So that just just read like one or two of them in your uh, fake ad voice, and, and that'll be a great way to end the show. Okay, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a couple of good ones here. Um, just uh, just do it. Just do, like like. Okay, okay, okay. Today's today's root bound is brought to you by Daisies. They're not. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Today's root bound is brought to you by daisies. They're not just for making chains. Daisies, the flower that asks, "He loves me. He loves me not." Okay, pretty, pretty Jesus. Yeah, okay, good. All right, let's try. Let's try another one. Root bound is brought to you by fungi. More than just mushrooms, they're the hidden network that connects the forest. Fungi, the internet of the woods. That's not bad. That's, that's, that's not, not bad. bad. That's not bad. Okay, one more, okay. and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Okay. Ah, uh, damn. Oh, okay. Rootbound is brought to you by eucalyptus, the tree with the cool name and the cooler smell. Eucalyptus, it's not just for koalas anymore. That was good. That That's was a good that was good. One. All right, let's just I I've done I've, You do one. Uh, okay, well, I can't, all right. All right. We're going to do I'm going to do a fake ad everybody. This okay. is a special thing and then and then the show's going to be over. So thank you Dave for joining us on this episode of Rootbound. I'm going to read one that is is a plant we've talked about before and I've actually I think we did a similar joke, but that just shows how, how good we are versus AI. So here we go. I'm going to read the last ad, and then we're going to end the podcast now. Rootbound is brought to you by time. It's not just an herb. It's a pun waiting to happen. Time. It's on our side. <laughs> Thank you, AI. Okay. Yes, it is. My guest on this episode of Rootbound was David Lonnie. In addition to being a very old friend, David is a voice actor and the guy who does all the fake ads on Rootbound, as you probably know. If you like Rootbound and you want to help support the show, visit rootboundpodcast.com support to find all the ways you can support the show, including just telling a friend about it. Do that. That'd be cool. Rootbound is hosted by garlic lover Steve Ellington. Music by Christian Griegascota. Fake ads by, you guessed it, David Lonnie. Rootbound is a podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside, but if you can go outside, don't forget to bring your garlic to ward away the vampires. Or maybe just mosquitoes or woodchucks. Garlic, for when you love food more than people. <laughs> Sorry. That's kind of kind of a sad ending there. Sorry about that. When you love food more than people. <laughs> I could do it more peppy. Garlic, for when you love food more than people. <laughs>